Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Welcome to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. I am delighted to have um, Christina as our guest on this episode. Christina, we've um, worked together on many different um, aspects of activities at Sargent. And can you just share with everyone um, what you do at Sargent, how long you've been there, and, and, and some of the projects, and how did you get into this role? So welcome. Thank you so much, Karen. I am um, so thrilled to be uh, a guest on your fantastic podcast. Um, I off don't often get asked about my work, and so I really appreciate that because I will tell anyone who, who wants to listen that I have the best job in the world. Um, my role at, at Sargent, um, my title is Assistant Dean for Development and Alumni Relations. And my job is to work with all alumni, uh, all friends of Sargent, um, parents, uh, and um, people who participate in Sargent clinics. Uh, in the hospital world, they call them grateful patients, but I don't know if that quite applies um, to Sargent. And um, my job is to provide a connection to the college, um, to that external constituency and in whatever way is most meaningful to them. Um, so we have all kinds of alumni activities, um, different um, engagement boards, um, and um, all, all sorts of um, fun, interesting, and engaging points of connection. And um, it really is just about the most uh, wonderful job in the world. So oh, that's yeah. great. Well, I, I think we're tied because I love my job too. Good <laughs> <laughs> tie to have. <laughs> but I love I love what you do, and you know I had at least one opportunity to um, go with you to Tampa, uh, yep. to, to to see you know some of the range of of the work that you do. So can you share some of these really interesting, engaging um, alumni activities that you've been involved in, and perhaps you could share some that are upcoming? I would love to, uh, Karen. So um, uh, Sargent is one of, I think, only two uh, schools and colleges at uh, the university that still maintains its own alumni association. We are fiercely proud of that. Um, Sargent has a long and incredibly uh, powerful history. And um, our alumni connection um, is, is definitely um, extraordinarily positive um, because of that long uh, history. So we are active, we are engaged. Um, our alumni board has, I think just shy of uh, 30 members. 
Um, and one initiative of our new president this year, um, who is also, um, in addition to be a, being a sergeant alum, um, she is uh, a sergeant lecturer. And so she knows the college really well. So um, she has helped to initiate the Fireside Chat webinar series. Uh, we had a session on mental health on, um, in January, and we have two more sessions coming up. Uh, the first one is March 4th, and it's called mm -hmm. Leading Through Crisis. And it will um, be a conversation between Kelly Pesinelli, our um, SCAA president, and Sergeant alumnus Steve Windwer, who graduated with a physical therapy degree in 1985, uh, talking about how he um, pivoted his uh, physical therapy practice to telehealth in a very short time, along with everybody else, um, in uh, March of last year, and some of the leadership lessons he learned. Uh, we also have another one on um, how we're teaching remotely, um, and so Kelly will be interviewing Liz Coe, um, who teaches our gross anatomy course, uh, and she'll be, they'll be talking about strategies for uh, remote teaching. Wow, these sound great, and I, I really want to encourage people to go to, to them. I went to the first one. It was very inspirational and very informative, and these next two, I think, will be really important, and it's not just for um, Sergeant or BU alums. It's open to the community. So how about some other activities that, that you are doing? You're part of the Sergeant Alumni Board. Correct. Um, we, we are. Um, so yeah, there, um, I think the easiest way to talk about my work is to think in terms of, um, I work with alumni um, and you know, clinic participants uh, to stay engaged. And that's sort of the engagement work. Um, and then I'm also the chief fundraiser for the college. Uh, and I work closely with the deans and faculty members like you, Karen, um, with donors who are interested in giving back, um, who are interested in, you know, I think um, all of us probably um, wanna know that we're having an impact on the world, especially um, in some of these troubled times and um, know that we're doing something to make the world a better place. And I think with all the donors that I work with, uh, that is their intention. And whether that's through giving back by creating a scholarship, um, by investing in research uh, opportunities um, or supporting faculty, um, their intention is, is very great. And it is truly a privilege and an honor uh, to work with people in these conversations to help them realize um, their dreams, really. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And there's one um, scholarship right now that was set up that really I think is so important. And it's called um, Sergeant Cares. Can you share a little bit more about that um, so people can know about you know, some of the things that Sergeant is doing to really help students, particularly during this pandemic and around and, and always. Thank you, Karen. Um, I would love to. Um, so uh, early on, uh, after we shut down, went virtual uh, last year, um, the Dean was hearing more and more about stories about um, students 
who were encountering extreme financial hardship um, due to the pandemic, um, whether it was uh, family members losing their employment um, and therefore their ability to you know, uh, pay for their kids' education, uh, whether it was the students themselves, um, you know, missing out on jobs. I know I, for one, worked my way through college waitressing, uh, and all of those jobs went away. And, um, you know, I know that that was a huge source of income and revenue for me uh, in college. And if, if that had happened to me, I'm not sure what I would have done. So um, the Dean and I um, reached out to actually a very small handful of Sargent's leading donors, um, people who had given before and given very generously. And, um, and they once again didn't hesitate. And so they established a nucleus fund um, of about $80,000. And then we've continued to fundraise over the course of the year. That was, that was in May and June um, of last year. And um, so we've really focused all of our annual appeals um, and communications to alumni around this fund. And um, I am so proud um, and thrilled to be able to share with you, Karen, that um, this was entirely a current use fund. And so as a result, um, everything that comes in goes right back out again. Uh, so students who have need um, get in touch with the Dean um, and our Assistant uh, Director of Financial Aid, Janet Turner, um, and the three of us, you know, verify that um, their need is um, caused by COVID because that's, that's what it's based on. But the, um, the fund terms, the donors really felt strongly that the fund terms needed to be written in a way that the, the money was extraordinarily flexible. So whether it was to buy a new laptop because their laptop died and of course all of class, especially last spring um, was entirely virtual, um, whether it was to help with living expenses because they didn't have that income um, or food insecurity, or of course, you know, their academic bills, um, whatever they needed to ensure that their, the course of their education was not interrupted or delayed, um, that that's what the money was for. So we've been able to help a lot of people um, by, you know, like I said, as soon as the money comes in, uh, we try to get it right back out into the hands of students. This is so wonderful. And I know that people listening here um, will really see that this is so important and it's still enough time to keep donating to this as well, I would think, uh, Christina. And that's absolutely right. Great, great. So as you said, you have the absolute best job in the world. And you know, you and I both feel that way about ours. But how did you get into uh, this career? Can you give us some background? So, so go back in time. I love that question. Um, I uh, have jokingly said in the past, I don't know too many four, five, or six-year-olds that say, mommy, mommy, I want to be a fundraiser when I grow up. <laughs> um, but I can share that um, over the arc of my career, I've been doing this work for just under 30 years. Uh, now at a variety of mostly higher education colleges and universities throughout New England. Um, and um, when I started in the field in the 90s, um, many of us sort of fell into it. Um, one thing about uh, development and alumni relations, they're almost always hiring. So when I graduated from UMass Amherst, my alma mater, um, it was a recession. 
and I had a liberal arts degree, so that meant I could do everything and nothing in particular. Um, through my network uh, on campus, uh, I was given an opportunity to start off in development um, and raising funds for your alma mater. A lot of people get started that way. It's such an easy, you know, it's such an easy jump to make because you've had a great experience, you're in love with your college, and to go out and tell people and share that joy um, is second nature. Uh, and from that, you know, comes an investment. Um, and uh, as it turns out, um, development is, is just an incredibly wonderful career. Um, I, I have the privilege of holding people's stories. I, I sort of mentioned that um, in response to your earlier question about donors, uh, but that's true for all alumni I visit with, regardless of their you know, capacity to make a major gift. Um, I get to, you know, share that space with them um, and hear about the course of their life. And um, it, it, it truly is a privilege. And um, I hope that some of the people listening um, will have seen the increase in alumni profiles um, in our college magazine, um, Inside Sergeant, as well as our alumni newsletter um, that we created um, three years ago when I arrived here at BU. Um, called the Sergeant Spirit. Um, there are just so many incredible stories about alumni, um, you know, whether it's our old physical education um, instructors in the classrooms changing the life of students, um, or our more um, recent history of uh, rehabilitation therapists um, in a whole bunch of different lines of work. Um, changing the world in everything they do. Um, it's just a privilege. So Basically, that's been the course of my career, um, is um, uh, uh, moving around to large schools, small schools, public schools, private schools. Um, as I've said, uh, development is, is nearly always hiring, um, and so there are great opportunities for growth. Um, and it's a well-compensated uh, field. So when you're working in a, the nonprofit sector uh, or sector <laughs> um, and uh, trying to provide for your family, being able to do that um, in a way that makes you feel valued um, through the compensation that you receive um, is deeply gratifying. Uh, so um, so that's, that's kind of the arc of my career. I don't know if you wanted to ask anything more specifically about that, but. No, that's, that's really great. And, you know, you shared um, some wonderful strategies for people who, you know, maybe in one of the fields that we are in um, at Sargent College, but are looking for something maybe a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, maybe a different engagement with people and um, being in development offers that opportunity. That's absolutely right, Karen. That's a that's a great insight. Um, and I currently serve as a past president on the um, Association of Fundraising Professionals Board, uh, which is a professional organization um, for philanthropy, the philanthropy sector. Um, and we do um, a lot of trainings for people in best practices around alumni relations and development. And in classes that I teach uh, through that capacity, I often meet um, executive directors of small nonprofits 
um, faculty members who um, their main role is not as fundraiser, but they they need to know uh, how what to listen for and how to position uh, work that they're doing when they have the right audience. Um, so obviously these skills can apply across a wide variety of sectors. Um, and ultimately it's it's deeply gratifying work. Um, so uh, it, it, that's, a, that's a really great insight that you yeah, share. Yeah, so one, one last thing. You work closely with um, our Dean, Chris Moore. Correct. And, and how, how does that work? What, what role do you play with the Dean? Because he has responsibilities. I think all the deans have fundraising responsibilities. Is that right? That's correct, Karen, and that's another very thoughtful and insightful question. Um, uh, Dean Moore is is just such a delight. Um, we really are partners, um, and I, I. It's also um, hugely helpful, I think, for the deans to have clear parameters set around their fundraising expectations. Um, again, when I started in the field, um, uh, fundraising was not as deeply valued. Um, I, I don't think people understood quite the impact um, at, um, uh, at some shops, you know, that weren't as well established as the IVs and, and, and those deep um, uh, longevity of, of private universities. But um, the, the field has become professionalized and sophisticated to the point where um, deans do have clear expectations. And um, that is um, a big consideration um, when uh, professionals like me are uh, looking at growth opportunities. So the, the um, connection with the Dean was a huge part of my decision to accept the position at Boston University Sergeant College. Uh, if we hadn't jibed, we wouldn't be able to um, have the impact that we're having. Um, and the fact that um, uh, we get along um, easily, um, we balance one another easily. And I have to say, um, he is just such a deeply thoughtful, um, kind, and uh, respectful um, human being, um, certainly to our donors, but also um, to me as a professional partner. Um, one of the stumbling blocks um, that can be frustrating in my role in uh, academic institutions is because we don't have many of us um, a terminal degree, you know, a PhD or an EDD or whatever it is um, within the sector. Um, sometimes that translates into less respect um, for our craft um, and our profession. And um, and that can be very frustrating and it can also be very detrimental. Um, so the fact that um, Dean Moore, you know, does understand so deeply the nuances um, and the sophistication of this field and um, treats me with so much uh, professional courtesy and respect um, is something that um, is not taken lightly and I appreciate every day. Well, you, you both are a great team and I feel grateful that you are part of Sargent College. And it has been a joy having you as a guest on Health Matters. Um, and for people who wanna get in touch with you um, to you know, address anything that you've shared today or learn more about some of the events, how can they reach you? Thanks for asking that, um, Karen. Um, I think you know Google is your best friend. <laughs> Um, so, um, my first name uh, is spelled with a K, so that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and I have two last names, 
uh, Lentz Capano, L-E-N-T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra, Capano, C-A-P-A-N-O. And if you plug that into Google, I will come up either on LinkedIn or if you add BU Sargent, um, my profile at Sargent College will come up with my email and telephone number. Um, and obviously um, I welcome um, uh, all contact uh, because that's, that's my primary job function and um, one that I never tire of. Well, thank you again um, for being on Health Matters. Thanks, Karen, it was a joy.